Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Maroon and Bold, the podcast that covers everything CMU sports. I'm joined today by my assistant sports editor, Gregory, Gregory Whitcliffe, and CMU soccer beat writer, Vaughn Lozon. Today, we're going to start with a CMU women's soccer team. They are 5-0. It's one of their best starts since the 2006 season, and a large part of that is due to the production of a player who we featured in today's uh, section of, of CM Life Sports. Vaughn, uh, what do you have to tell me about Alexis Pelifus? Well, Palafis. Palafis? Okay, Palafis. Palafis. Lexi Palafis. She's a sophomore. She's a striker, natural scorer. Yeah. Uh, she's been scoring goals all season. Uh, they've had five games so far, and she has seven goals and one assist, and she's just been lighting up the scoreboard every game. Yeah. I've seen her in person play uh, a couple times now, and she the ability for her to stretch the field has really gotten her the ball a lot of the times, and that's why she's been able to score so much. I mean, she's... She's taken in headers. She's went one-on-one with defenders. It's incredible to watch, and there's no one on that soccer field more impressive than Palafis is. Now, where, seven goals, where does that put her nationally? Well, she's tied for second right now. She, yeah, she was she was first in the entire country for a little bit, but uh, I think a player from BYU overtook yep. that, and yep. she's tied with, uh, with two other girls, I think, right now, but... They got a couple games this weekend, and she'll look to uh, to keep that goal scoring streak going. Yeah, yeah. Now I covered. I was the B writer for that team last uh, season, and the player that I thought, you know, I, I guess I just didn't expect Pelifus to be the breakout player. The player I thought who was going to be the stud this year was their senior uh, Eliza Vanderkirkoff. And you know, so what what has changed? What have they done differently? Well, I think what they've really tried to do is they they've. They've played them both the same and differently at the same time. It's a, it's a little strange to think about because Eliza has been their quote unquote leader. Right. Uh, you know, she's very vocal. Uh, she she's a senior now. You think that the senior would be the one putting up the points, right. uh, doing everything, but really it's been Palafis. She's been the one scoring the goals. Uh, you've had a couple goals from S- Sam Mayer every once in a while, but really it's it's been on Palafis. But Eliza has really done a good job of be- being able to control where everyone's at at the same time, and she's been the one. She's kind of been the point guard, right. really. Yeah. Uh, she's She's been controlling the entire game, uh, setting up players and setting up these goals, and the points uh, doesn't really reflect that on her part, right. but uh, she, she's been doing a tremendous job doing all that so far. Yeah, that's interesting. She's kind of like the, the unsung hero of the team yeah, right now. Yeah, really, um, she is. Now, this time last year, the Chippewas were 2-3, and three. After the first five games, yep. and Palafas had one goal, um, so I just I just think that you know, and she finished with four. Yeah, she only had four goals all season yeah. last year. She's yeah. already got seven. It's you know, the record was uh, for CMU was at sixteen goals. I believe it's fourteen. Yep, yep, fourteen goals. Uh, that was done in the two thousand one season. Um, she's she's well on her way. She's halfway there. She's, it's, she's know, five get games it into too. the season. So oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be exciting to see where. Uh, where she goes and that, and that team goes. It's the best year that I think Pete McGee has, has had in uh, his tenure. Um, don't quote me on that, but it's, it's definitely off to a good start. And it's looking like that. <laughs> Absolutely. CMU Women's Soccer plays uh, this week. They're at Dartmouth um, at 7 p.m., I believe. Uh, what day is that on? That is Friday. It's on Friday. And then they come back Sunday at Massachusetts, at Massachusetts and they play that game at noon. Yep. Uh, follow the coverage from Vaughn Lozon on Twitter and at CM Life Sports. We're going to take a quick little break right now, but we'll be back with some CMU football action uh, here to come. 
And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Maroon and Bold. Um, me and Greg are going to get into some CMU football. We, and they have a tough game this week. They're going down to a nationally ranked opponent. They're, not, they're number 22 in the AP poll this week. Um, they finished last year. You know, just outside of the top ten, or maybe they, they snuck into the top ten. Ten and three last year. Oklahoma State was ten and three last year. Oklahoma State's yeah. a good football program, Big Twelve football program. Seniors coming off uh, their win in their home opener, a forty-nine three victory over Presbyterian at home. Um, after the first half, they really cruised. There was a little bumps with the offensive line early on. Greg, initial thoughts on this week's game? I think this is going to be like Coach Bonamigo is. You know, set in practice. It's going to be a, a lot tougher than last week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're playing one of the top teams in the country uh, in Oklahoma State. Their offense is really dynamic. They got <laughs> some great receivers on the outside. Their quarterback, Mason Rudolph's big, athletic guy with a strong arm that can just throw the ball around the field. Um, I think CMU, you know, they, they're going to have to establish that run game like they did last week against Presbyterian. Obviously, yeah. it might be a little, little bit tougher. But that's the main goal for them, to get that running game going so that Cooper Rush isn't back there, you know, trying to play hero ball, throwing 40, 50 times for the game. So. Right. Now, you mentioned their quarterback, Mason Rudolph. Last year, he went 264 of uh, – he completed 264 passes of, on 424 attempts. That's a 62.3 passing, uh, mm-hmm. passing percentage, completion percentage. Not bad. That's 3,770 yards. Um you, Yards per attempt, 8.9. It's pretty prolific. It's, it's Big 12 offense down there. And mm-hmm. that, that kind of um, that shootout mentality that we see a lot in the Big 10 is if you, when you th- or the Big 12, you think Big 12 shootouts, you think Oklahoma State. Yeah, definitely. Does um, CMU want to get in a shootout with this team? <sighs> That's a, I don't think, not necessarily. No, I don't think that CMU's offense isn't necessarily, it's, I mean, they can throw the ball. They can throw the ball a lot. But I think what CMU wants to do is kind of slow it down a little bit yeah. with their running game and keep Oklahoma State's offense on the sideline for as much as they can. And uh, on the defensive end, CMU's defense is going to have to win on third down to get CMU the ball back so that they can keep OK State's offense on the sideline. Because you can't score points on offense if you're on the sideline. So for right. CMU, they're going to have to slow it down, control the tempo, you know, minimize the turnovers, and you know, have a shot. Yeah, the thing that I think will be key, I think CMU's defense is, you know, for a MAC defense, they're one of the best, I think, in, in the country. Yeah. They're top 20, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but no defense, no matter how good you are, is good when they're out on the field all the time. Yeah. The offense has to find a way to create and prolong drives. Um, the running game, as, as you said, in particular, you can't rely on Cooper Rush. He's going to get hurt if you do that because those, those def- that defense is going to pin their ears back. They need to be able to prolong drives, get the run game going, pick up four yards, three yards on, on, on a first down dive play um, in order to keep that defense off the field. Thus, the Oklahoma State offense, you just do not want to give – you don't want to be in a shootout with this team. They're going to win it. Especially time. not on the road and you know in front of 60,000 fans yeah. in Stillwater. That place gets rocking. Last week they beat southeastern Louisiana 61-7. to right. I mean, they just got out of the gates and they just started running and, you know, Southeastern Louisiana had no shot. So for CMU, they're going to have to slow it down on the offensive end and, and hope to keep that uh, that OK State offense off the, on the sideline. Yeah, um, that OK State defense held Louisiana – was it Louisiana State or Southern? Louisiana. Oh, Southeastern yeah, Southern, Southern, Southeastern Louisiana. Southeast, yeah. Okay, it's a hell of a, hell of a school. <laughs> yeah. uh, Southeastern Louisiana, they held them to 12 first downs. 
um, which isn't, isn't isn't terribly bad. Uh, they had 12 first downs. They lost 75 yards rushing um, on 46 rushing attempts. They only uh, Louisiana South, Southeastern only averaged 2.1 yards per rush. Um, you know, it's pretty good defense. I'm not going to say that that they're the best in the Big 12, but it's a good defense down yeah. there. The key is prolonging drives. Um, now we saw the offensive line against Presbyterian, and specifically, specifically, I'm I'm thinking about the second drive of that game when Cooper Rush got got sacked back to back plays. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens when if that offensive line plays um, OK State that way? I mean, you, you talked about I think on the last podcast Rush getting hurt. Yeah, it'll be a long day for Rush um, in the passing game if the offensive line isn't intact or if, if they make any uh, miscues. Um, any missed assignments, it'll be a long day for, for Cooper Rush back there. Um, I think the big thing is this week for both teams, you know, last week the, t- the competition for both teams wasn't, you know, up to par, I, yeah. I, I would say, as this week is going to be. Oklahoma State played a team that, you know, not a lot of people have ever even heard about. Same with CMU playing Presbyterian. So both teams are going to definitely have to step their games up because they're, pl- they're going to be playing, you know, tougher teams this week. But um, I just think that if – if CMU's off- offensive line can protect Cooper Rush and allow him to do those short intermediate passes that he loves to do and that he's really good at, yeah. then, you know, they'll have a chance. But if if they let Oklahoma State get in that backfield and, you know, get to Cooper Rush, it could be a long day for Rush. No Hopefully doubt. he doesn't get hurt, but, you know, you right. never know in, right. in football. Um, let me ask you a question. Which team would you rather beat? What would you rather see the CMU football program be? Which means more for the program and what it has at stake. A big-time upset against a 22nd-ranked Oklahoma State in Stillwater or a win on October 1st against Western Michigan? Honestly, I think that, well, based on, uh, you know, right now, I would say that a win against Oklahoma State on the road, this would be their first win against a ranked opponent since 1991 a lot of people at cmu the majority of the people that go to cmu weren't even born at that time and that would be a monumental win that would you know that would put cmu on the map you know that would also give bonamigo his first signature win you know beating a team like that that was uh, a few games away from the the college football playoff last year so i think that game would be a, a monumental win for them. I mean, beating Western, obviously you want to beat Western, but CMU's beaten Western before. They, you know, in the in the past five years, they've beaten Western. Right. They've, they've been on a slide so far in the last few years, but, you know, they, they're, they're always going back and forth for Western. But beating a top 25 team for the first time in over 20, 20 years would be really – it would be shocking to a lot of people in the college football landscape, and mm-hmm. it would definitely carry CMU – it would carry that momentum for CMU for the rest of the season as they get prepared for the max season. Yeah, I think it'd be a great signature win. Um, you know, what I will say about it is, Western is a MAC game, and there, there's recruiting uh, on the line, really. Yeah. You know, who, who is, if you're a player, you can't, you're not getting looks from a Michigan or a Michigan State or any of the Big Ten schools, and you're a MAC target. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to get those those three stars that PJ Flex getting it. It's a recruiting game to to an extent, but I guess so is Oklahoma State. Yeah, what and, better way to you know you you would open a lot of eyes with a win over Oklahoma State. Yeah. You know, guys are going to be like, man, if they can beat Oklahoma State, then they can 
possibly be anybody. I want to be a part of that, you know. Right. Yeah. Same with how Western, they just knocked off Northwestern last week. So, I mean, yeah. people are starting to notice that. So, CMU needs that big win if they're if you want to get into that, you know, recruiting battle with Western. Absolutely. So, kickoff in, uh, in Stillwater is at scheduled for 12 noon on Saturday. Um, the Chippewas beat, excuse me, the Chippewas played OK State very tough last year at Kelly Short Stadium. The final score was 24-13. to 13. Played them very tough. Um, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We'll be reporting... The game from the, up in the newsroom um, will be on Facebook. We'll be on Twitter at CM Life Sports. Give us a follow. Um, for Greg Wycliffe, I'm Andrew Serma. This was Maroon and Bold. Thanks.